and welcome to Celebrating Simple Life. I'm Kimberly, and I've been planning parties and incredible events for the past 15 years. I'm passionate about connecting people, making gatherings purposeful, and making the most out of every moment. Join me as we learn together how to find joy, celebrate the simple things in life, use events to grow your business, entertain with purpose, and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to read the review of the week. This is from Apple iTunes. So uplifting. I love that this podcast makes me feel happy and puts me in a better mood when I listen to it. Kimberly does such an amazing job of sparking ideas and people to celebrate life every day. Hosting or attending an event, large or small, is a great way to feel connected to those we love. Wonderful job, Kimberly. Thank you for always being such a light in my life. Thank you so much, Siobhan Flegel, for taking time to rate and review. It means the absolute world to me. It helps this podcast grow, and I would love for you to email me, Kimberly at CelebratingSimpleLife.com, to receive your free gift. The continued support, ratings, reviews, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too makes me so happy as I strive to connect stories of business and life in the Celebrating Simple Life community of amazing women. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm hanging out with Tina Thorstenston, partner and general manager of Hearth Restaurant, located right here in beautiful Saskatoon. Hello, Tina. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I am so excited to chat with you today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And we're sitting in the beautiful restaurant and it's quiet and nothing's on the go this I might I might just stay here all day (laughs) this is lovely you guys have created such a beautiful space in here you just walk in and it's just there's just a calming energy in here thank you so much we were really going for with the name and all of our sort of like direction and marketing has to do with warmth Yes, uh, so, and you feel that. Oh, good. And like hospitality is very important for us to exude uh, warmth in here. So, that well, is- and I honestly, right there, that is exactly one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on the show. Um, I'll back this up. Um, so initially, we haven't actually met before. This is our first time meeting, right. but yes. I have been fortunate enough to have the services of your restaurant um, for a project that I worked on with our nonprofit Cassidy's Lemonade Stand. We did our sore for cystic fibrosis gala here in Saskatoon. And everyone raved about our amazing food, which I could take no credit of, except that I decided I wanted to go with this amazing <laughs> restaurant. So I'll take credit that I got to choose you guys. That um, was a really good event. It looked so great, too. I was very oh, proud of us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it just... I, as an event coordinator, obviously I'm always seeing the big picture before Mm -hmm. the event ever happens. That is like, just, I can't stop myself. That's just how I work. And I work backwards and I could just see after being at a few events where I had seen the way you guys created your presentations of food and how you displayed it and what you said about warmth. That's exactly it. Like it just looks so professional and put together, but still welcoming and inviting. It doesn't look like you like shouldn't pick something up because you're like, ah, uh, is this, you know, like you're in places where you're like, do I actually, should I eat this? Is this, is this allowed? Looking at? Totally. Yeah. It's like warm and people still, someone just the other day actually mentioned to me, they're like, remember those like little egg things that they like made it? So I'm like, I do. They were so cute. Um, so yeah, anyways, you guys did an awesome job and I've just been excited to chat with you ever oh, since. Wonderful. So I'm glad that this worked today. So I would love for uh, my listeners who maybe haven't had the pleasure of coming to Hearth Restaurant and eating and experiencing and everything that's here, let, tell tell us a little bit about how this all began. And great, um, so it's actually the baby of uh, Beth Rogers and Thane Rothstadt. They're co-owners, co-chefs, and uh, a husband and wife team. They. And I met years ago, actually, when they were working for Saleo Foods and I was working for Pineview Farms, which were sort of sister companies, and they approached me and they said this was, the, this was their plan, that they would like me to be involved, and that was like six or eight years ago, <laughs> it was a while ago anyway, so we said, yes, let's do that, and then um, they actually created a really great catering company, uh, well, sorry, they back up, they worked uh, all over. They had come back here. They're from Saskatoon. Um, 
they had moved to Vancouver and they were learning and building their skills there as young chefs. And then they came back to manage Saleo Foods. After they kind of needed a break from Saleo, they went traveling and came back and started uh, uh, a catering company. Oh, and then there was some Toronto. There was a bit of Toronto. Okay, in there we're as just well. like east to west, getting all of the flavors all of the here flavors back in Saskatoon. All of the practice and, and a amazing. lot of amazing, amazing restaurants that they've worked in across the country, and bringing those skills back here. Because for them, uh, hearth is all based around like this love of Saskatchewan produce that just does not get the kind of attention that it deserves um, from like. So they're wild forage products in particular. I love that. Yeah, I so love that. They, uh, they, then they, when they, when they finally came back, they're like, we're ready to be back in Saskatoon. They started Caboose Catering, and I started working with them. You know, one-offs here and there. I still had a regular job, and then we would, we would do catering stuff together. So from small, um, like private parties in people's homes to like 300 person mm -hmm. galas. Um, Quite, quite, quite a variety, you know, of stuff. Totally. While we kind of put this place together, and then so uh, while you were working in the catering, you already yeah. knew that this was like this brewing was and we things were, were happening. We were okay. saving money yes. and <laughs> trying to, you know, start looking at places. It all kind of sort of happened in early 2017. Um, yeah, early 2017, where we were kind of like, yeah, this is, it's time. We're like securing some funding and we've got to start looking for places. And you just feel that it's, that it's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. we did look at, a, we actually came here for a beer one day when we heard that it, they probably weren't going to have their lease renewed here, the former tenants. And so just for those of you listening who yeah. don't actually realize where this almost, I almost want to say iconic space is because it's like it had an quite a history to it. This was the crazy cactus. cactus whom many of you probably had many a fun night yeah. college partying party. here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now if you didn't realize that it was that space when you walked into it, you would not have an idea that it was because yeah. it looks so different inside. It's so funny because it is, like I said, it's the exact same bones. We never changed. Like we didn't even take out or need, require to take out a building permit because we weren't changing the It was like pretty much cosmetic. It was all cosmetic. <laughs> it was a lot of deep cleaning. The main thing we had to redo here was the floors. We had to rip out this. We were hoping to salvage the floors and just re-top right. them, but they had they were pretty spongy, so we had to uh, pull out the sub. Go all in on that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if this whole restaurant thing doesn't work out for me, I can now become a general contractor yeah. because I learned how to drywall <laughs> and I learned how to do floors. The then, skill sets that come on when you are an entrepreneur yeah. and owning your own business are things that you can't actually learn without just jumping in, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. wouldn't have been like, oh, you know what? I should probably go and get my contracting yeah. skills and abilities <laughs> polished because I would love to own a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's more like, oh, how are we, because we're very frugal, and we like to, and we're also ourselves, we like to do it ourselves if we can, you know, as much as we can. But you know what? I like, think that's part of the reason why I'm feeling this warmth in here. You're like yeah. feeling your literal, probably, blood, sweat, and yeah. tears <laughs> yes. melded into your beautiful new floors. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't cry in here until once after we'd opened, but uh, I'm sure Ben Payne had had some tears and I'm sure it won't be the last of them I do not feel like owning a business is for the weak yeah. of heart I definitely bled the first week that we uh that we came in to start run, like ripping things apart and doing the demo <laughs> I was like I've done a nail on the oh, first no. day I was in here <laughs> I was like well I'm gonna go up to get a tetanus shot I guess yeah totally move forward from that one totally yeah, the things you could fun. never predict hey but it was a lot of fun it was really interesting and it was just sort of really cool to see like Again, this is all Beth and Thane's vision as well. This whole place, they designed it, and as they went, and they have a beautiful eye. You know, they're oh, very, clear, they're, clearly they do. It's they're very gorgeous. People, and so you can transport. It transfers. You know, like that creativity transfers from the plate to the walls in this case. You know, because they picked out everything. Um, but there were some great like local design um, stores that sort of were like pointed them in certain mm -hmm. directions when, when they said, this is what we're kind of looking for. But uh, yeah, we never had, they, they kind of took their vision to other people and said, what do you got for me? I want this. What have you got? Right. I yeah. love that. Well, and you can yeah. feel that. And I feel like I value so much, especially with what I do for a living as an event coordinator and just in my day-to-day -day life, I value so much the way the 
the my surroundings make me feel yeah. not because there's there is or isn't something present in there it doesn't matter how basic or extravagant the surroundings are it's not yeah. really about that it's more just that feeling that you get when you are surrounded by things that have clearly had attention to detail to yeah. them yeah i think it really starts with the stove in front um mm-hmm. we've got this sort of like cast iron old stove like that it was a wood fired stove that was sat in uh, beth's aunt's barn oh it's from the for, family yeah and it was from a like it was it had been sitting rusting for decades <laughs> and then like and it's it will never move. Again. It is it is a permanent fixture it's, now. Yes, yes, that's right. What do we do? Like that's the first thing you see when you walk in. Well, that in my face. Yes, and <laughs> your your glowing face welcoming people in here. Yeah. But I love that because it does. You feel like you're. I mean, you're obviously in a restaurant when you're in here, but you feel like you're in a home. That's the goal. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I had this. I had dined in another restaurant in Boston once, actually. Um, and I was looking at reviews, and somebody had reviewed it, and they said, uh, it's like going to eat at your friend's place, but your friends cook really well. Right. <laughs> and I was like, that's what we want. That's what we want here. Yeah. We want people to feel like they are at family's home, like really kind of, that's the beautiful thing about Saskatchewan, this mm-hmm. small community, you know, and like a sense of community and, and belonging. And uh, going to eat at someone's home is always, you know, there's it's either like, harvest related or you know like it's always such a big deal yeah and it people are like eat eat and have fun and enjoy and relax and that's what we're kind of going for here as well. oh and you can feel it I love yeah. that so um besides having this beautiful space that you are you're open is your hours for dinner services yeah. and yeah. is it seven days a week no we're uh, right now we're open Wednesday through Saturday from mm-hmm. 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. and we will seat guests right up until 10 okay yeah like we want people to know that it, we don't close the kitchen at nine o'clock I mean we your hours are as long as you're here before 10 come in yes, yeah that's right five to ten <laughs> right you're getting actually two to ten you're I don't we do not turn the sign until it is after 10 right yeah, so uh, we encourage people to come and realize that, you know, welcome, hang out whenever. Uh, and then we do brunch on Sundays from 11 to 2. Oh, fun. Yeah, and we're closed Mondays and Tuesdays. So it's kind of big admin days and prep days. Uh, because it is a small restaurant, I think we, we seat, we can seat 68 in here, including the bar. Um, and so it's amazing because it's small, but it requires just so much prep. I mean, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. I, I can only imagine. I. Yeah. I have not ever owned a restaurant, so <laughs> I, I have worked in the restaurant industry, but yes. I have never owned a restaurant, and yeah, I can only, ma- I feel like it's easy to look from the outside in, being like, oh, they're just always ready, they can just be open 24 hours a day, and everything just happens, but no. Especially have- because we do so much of our own processing, and uh, foraging, and things like that, that it, like, processing is a huge job for them, and they're, so right now, without you know, basically doubling our staff. We, we wouldn't be able to open for right. longer hours. And then right. we, even if we doubled our staff, where do we put them all so that they can do the work that they need yeah. to do? Yeah, it's, uh, so for now, we might, we might look at it in the future. Yeah, but, but it's working and you got your system on the go and that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> like, oh. I love that. Yeah. So, so how does the, how now that we look upon us and it is snowing and winter outside, how does that change some of the processes of foraging and <laughs> things that are maybe seasonal (laughs) yeah what we do uh we make use of everything that we possibly can while it's growing season and then we process a lot so um because that's the thing about Saskatchewan we want to be able to you know use things but it's part of our history and heritage to process things because our growing season is so short yes so and like everybody has a has a grandma from somewhere where you've like gone to their basement and it's just like jars and jars of everything you can imagine so we do canning we do like long fermentation sort of processes um there are little science projects um, growing everywhere (laughs) you know all over this building which is really kind of fun um and every now and again they're like oh don't go so well but uh, (laughs) but for the most part we we are able to make great use of things we also uh you know blanch and freeze things Mm -hmm. so we can use them later uh you must have to be pretty strategic and smart and use your time wisely in the growing season which has ended a brief time ago yes (laughs) yeah 
you really just have to go hard. And it doesn't, we had uh, produce coming from farms right up until probably three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. And then we, uh, for the rest of the year, we'll use uh, local microgreens micro mm -hmm. and whatever else that we can get along that line. Some of it will have to be supplemented with fresh things. Yes. Like, you know, and like tailor the menu accordingly yeah. to. But we do try to make use of a lot of things. We dehydrate stuff a lot as well. The dehydrator is just going 24 hours a day <laughs> around here. Yeah. So, and that incorporates into our bar program as well. We try not to waste things. We use like you know, various fruits to make syrups. And, and so it all gets integrated and everything kind of, even like the tailings, like the stuff that you think has already been used to its best ability. Mm -hmm. We can kind of use that for something else still. I love that. Yeah, it's great. Well, and it's interesting. I feel like my kids love being in the kitchen um, with me um, mm -hmm. when I'm cooking and are now old enough to take on some of the responsibility yeah. themselves. And it's so interesting because it took a while for them to realize that these things didn't come from the grocery store. Yeah. Like that was something that I intentionally, I mean, life is busy and whatever. Yeah. And I would love to be able to prepare more stuff myself than I do. And that's yeah. a constant like toss up of like, ah, how do you fill your house with good food when yeah. time is of the essence? Um, but yeah, to have them be involved with it, it's such an interesting process. And I love that you're incorporating that because I think a lot of adults probably don't actually realize the how whole much. process. <laughs> I get a kick out of actually what you just said, because my grandma was a, you know, like homesteady kind of lady mm -hmm. who did uh, an amazing preserver. She made like sauerkraut and um, pickles and all. You just, she was a canning extraordinaire. <laughs> and I asked her about it once and I, about why, you know, and she's like, because it was the cheapest way to go. Like I couldn't, if I could afford to, have, I was so busy. She was a single mother actually. So she's like, I could have, and she had to work off of right. where she was. Yeah. So she had a job, and she had kids, and she had sort of like a secondary business at a boarding house. And she's like, if I could have afforded to buy beans, I would have bought beans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I could not. This was out of a necessity, not because I'm just a dream. <laughs> yeah, and then because I'm like, so I'm not like some kind of crunchy, idealistic yes. uh, view of, of food. She's like, it was necessary because <laughs> it's the cheapest way totally. to, to grow it yourself and whatever. Totally. And I, uh, so it's funny, the pressure that we put on. Yourself. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? I know. That's always, I always say to myself, like, that would be like the first thing that I would indulge into. If there was like something that I could do, I would have somebody, I would have hearth come into my house and cook morning, noon, and night <laughs> right. for our family. Stock this lunch cabinet, stock everything. Do it all. Right. Yeah. You know, I, you realize that there's like so many better ways to, to do these things, but yeah. That's why there's a lot of really cool services out there. I think for people like yes. to make it easier because where our lives are complex. <laughs> they are. They are. And we need nights out to come out and just enjoy ourselves and be cooked well, for. That for me is the biggest treat. Yeah. Coming and sitting and gathering with friends. And enjoying and relaxing oh. and not having to do the dishes afterwards. Yeah. And you're not thinking while you're eating. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, man. So now I got to clean this all up. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect, it is a, the, one of the most perfect ways to sort of unwind. I love dining with people, you know, and yeah. it's just, uh, and sharing food with people just sort of like brings you closer together somehow. I don't, it's different than other activities. It is. And you're naturally, like you're using your hands to eat with your utensils. So you're naturally unplugged and you're not also holding your phone and you're not doing sure. other things, you know, yeah. like it just feels, I love that. Yeah. It's like family dinner grown up style. Yeah. 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 Lots of people tend to catch up in their conversation. But yeah. It's sort of, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, it's beautiful I, to be part of for sure. I love that. So Besides the, um, like I said before, I, I had experienced some of your food and the things at some events that I have attended around Saskatoon, mm -hmm. um, where you've been the caterers yeah. for the event, including the one that you did for me. And I've just always been blown away. So how do you balance the, having your restaurant where you are open for business and you're functioning and it's full and you're staffed alongside events contacting you to say, Hey, we need 5,000 of these. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's actually, it's, it's built into our business plan. Um, we, it's very important for us to be able to provide the kind of, uh, work and employment opportunities that we want to be able to provide people. Um, and for ourselves, you know, to make sure that we're nice, like a, a good viable business. You right. know? And so catering is very important to us uh, in maintaining that. Um, the way we do it right now uh, is 
Beth and Thane and I are the core of the catering team. Okay. So, like, so it's yeah. still a caboose. Yeah. <laughs> really? The caboose group. Technically, yeah. Pull off the catering. But, you know, now we have uh, an amazing group of staff. Um, we've, over the last year, I've been able to train and work with a couple of assistant managers so that I can leave the restaurant to go to catering, but still kind of like one of my main priorities is catering coordinator and executor mm-hmm. um, so I can leave the restaurant and I feel like they look after it the way that we want it to be done right um, while we're doing the prep um, so you can see like Beth and Thane and I are here before everybody else mm-hmm. we sort of catch up on some of those things sometimes we do a few of the extra catering stuff to get it before everyone else gets here but then we'll have we have enough kitchen staff as well now who can know those those catering things that we make and they can integrate it into their day right or or at least they're totally taking care of the restaurant prep so that Beth Thane and I can do the other prep. focus on the catering yeah. totally yeah so it's um yeah it's it's a it's a balancing act but it's, it amazes me how we make it work same thing with the canning like so when I see all that produce coming in the back door and I'm like Gonna, Here we go. Yeah. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. I just answered the email. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but they and it does amaze me how they get it all done. And they, we just uh, I think the most important thing we've done is created a team that is really a team. Like mm. we we don't have that differentiation between front and back. Uh, we are all here and success, uh, succeed or fail as a team. That we all have each other's backs. And then we know that every day is not going to be perfect for everyone and that we're here. Like, nobody's ever going to get in trouble if they're falling behind or if they're having trouble because it's like, ask, we've got you. Yeah. You know? We're assuming the best out of everybody and that we're all here for the same totally. mission. And you're yeah. really, like, they are just so willing to give you their best if they know that you've got their back. Yeah. You know? So I think that's kind of what has made it work. I love that. Thanks. I love that. So is there specific types of... Like when you get requests for catering mm-hmm. or um, you, whether it be an event or individuals, is there specific types of things that you would say that you specialize in for catering or can it be, Hey, I want to have a dinner party in my home and I want you guys to come and cater. For sure. We, we used to do a lot more of that, uh, but now sort of as we've kind of grown, we have to, had to sort of like streamline it a little bit Mm -hmm. more so um what we do is we have like these core catering packages uh the canopy thing that we've done we did Mm -hmm. for cassidy's lemonade stand um it's sort of like one of those um and then there's sort of variations of size depending on people's budget and whatever because the smaller groups that i get uh are usually looking for something like that they want a cocktail event in their home we just did somebody's 60th uh, birthday party, and uh, his wife set it up, and we went and set it all up in their home, and then picked up uh, all of our staging things the next day. But the lights, and we do all that, and that's kind of good. And then um, for dinners, like dine, we can't really do that sort of chef in home thing. Uh, that we, you know, maybe one day we can do that again. Uh, we do soup as caboose, but mm-hmm. uh, because. Beth and Thane are so integral to this place. Yes. It just can't run without yeah. them, you know, and yeah. it's very important for them to be here. And um, so we do now, and instead of that kind of thing, we do a lot of, like, buffet dinners or plated or family-style dinners for weddings mm. in other venues. Right. Um, weddings, corporate events, et cetera, et cetera. So we've got a couple of standard menus there as well. We've also started like um, renting out or buying, like doing buyouts for this restaurant. For That's people. what I was going to ask yeah. you. That was going to be my next question. I'm like, this is like the perfect space to host an event. It is a great space. And we had three weddings here this summer. Okay. Uh, they were all very different concepts, um, but it was really cool to sort of, so now I have a little bit of information about how it Well, you kind of have work. to experience it, right? To like be like, what are we missing or what do we need mm-hmm. to make this Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's um. So we do have to like. So then we have to sort of like a, set our minimum spend and we're right. staying. Yeah. Uh, you know, committed to that as well as things like just how can the bar work in a buyout situation? What's the best way? Like, is it ticketed? Is it right? Is it? And everybody wants something different. Like, That's right. They all come in with their own ideas, right? Yeah. Some people mm-hmm. would like. We've kind of sort of narrowed it down. <laughs> You know, we after spending a year, a little over a year at this now, we're able, we've got enough data that we can start putting it together. It's like, totally. What, works, what doesn't? How do we streamline things for people so that we can offer them the best possible service, but also pull it off well? 
Well, and it's interesting too. Sometimes I find that sometimes too many options isn't good either, no, right? That's like true. having it a little more streamlined where people are like, yeah. okay, they just they go with it more so if there's just like a boundary there of you can or you can't. Yeah. This is just the way that it is. You can ask, yeah. but this is the way that it is. Like, and we like <laughs> to try and accommodate. Uh, just about any kind of request because like it's all about the customer experience the guest right. experience for us uh, is very very important um, because without the people coming here yeah. and being happy and wanting you know enjoying what we do they, they won't come back <laughs> so well and I think same that's, thing. it's so interesting because I found over the years I've been event planning for 15 years and I find that that was always it's gone to like ebbs and flows a little bit as well as I've sort of moved in and out of what I take on as events. I used to start in weddings and now I don't do weddings anymore unless somebody would maybe ask me like very nicely, (laughs) but that, yeah, like that just isn't, that is just not the industry that I'm in and I haven't been for many years, but that's where my start came from. So that's where I sort of glean a lot of my like beginning year information from was from weddings because I learned a lot from them all being so different and, and people having such specific ideas or not specific ideas and needing major guidance as to getting their vision to come to life. But yeah, I find it so interesting that, um, like a lot of people over the years, they're, they're looking for creative ways. It's like they have this idea in their head, whether they've come across it on Pinterest or seen something on Instagram or whatever the case may be, where they have this idea of what they want their event, whether it be a wedding or anything in between to look like. And it's hard sometimes in a city the size of ours where to to be as creative as you want to without sort of picking things that have kind of been used and used and used and used. And not that there's anything wrong with that and transforming spaces is like part of the business. However, they're like, I want something that nobody's ever used before and you're like oh boy okay like you start researching and have to really think outside the box and I think it's really cool that when you have a space like this I think a lot of people wouldn't walk into a restaurant I think because I do what I do for a living immediately as soon as I walked in I'm like oh this is a perfect event space but I think if you're just coming for dinner that isn't necessarily what's going through your mind (laughs) I do get uh, occasionally my server will pop by uh, to see me and they're like, would you pop by such and such a table? Right. They're uh, getting married and they would like to talk to you about catering <laughs> or they are getting married or they're having an event or they'd yeah. like to talk to you about using the space and so I'll go and talk to people. Yeah. I find that actually, like it's a little bit different with us because people have tried our food someplace else, mm. uh, either at another wedding or another corporate event or at another, you know, like fundraiser or gala or something and they're like, oh, this is really good. I want them for my thing, and so it's it is it allows us to sort of even though we've done it, maybe they've had it before, you know. Yeah. They still want it. <laughs> you totally. Know? Like, well, I, I want those little devil eggs yes, again. Those you little know? eggs. Those are the things, <laughs> and they look so darn cute, just all sitting on their little platter. Yeah, it's yeah. just. And that's part of it. Fun one. And like the bacon wrap dates, you're like, can we get the bacon wrap dates? Like, of course you can get the bacon wrap <laughs> dates. We can, you know. So it's a, it's real. That's really, really interesting, and it's a little bit different, I guess. This is you're like, I know it. I've had it. I want it. You know me, and I truly believe that there are ways to celebrate every single day. One of the ways I like to treat myself is with a beautiful and meaningful piece of jewelry from Elizabeth Lynn. Elizabeth Lynn has been creating stunning collections for a number of years, and their most recent launch of the Cosmos collection has blown me away. I have already been wearing my Venus necklace every single day, and I don't want to take it off. The delicate layering pieces within all of her collections all seamlessly work together to make each piece timeless. Elizabeth Lynn is the kind of company that you just feel good supporting, because once you do, you are part of the family forever. From necklaces, bracelets, earrings, these pieces can go from day-to-day wear to a night out with your girlfriends perfectly. Each piece is handmade with love by designer and owner, Megan Hammond. She is a -a one-of-a-kind kind of gal, just like her collection, and trust me on this one, you want to know her and become a part of the Elizabeth Lynn tribe. You can find all of her beautiful collections online at elizabethlynn.ca, as well as in a variety of retail stores across Saskatchewan. She ships her beautiful pieces all over the world, and now is the perfect time to peruse all of the beautiful products just in time for Christmas shopping. Treat yourself or someone who means the world to you by giving them a timeless piece, locally created and made with the utmost care, and as a value, 
member of the Celebrating Simple Life community, get this, you get an exclusive code to receive 15% off your entire order. 15% off your entire order, ladies. You can get a jump start on your holiday shopping by clicking over to elizabethlynn.ca and use the code CELEBRATE15 at checkout to receive your discount. That's elizabethlynn.ca and use the code CELEBRATE15 because today is a great day to celebrate. Well, that's exactly it. And that as an event honor, that's what I do now because I'm like, I have experienced this firsthand, first of all. So I do not like, I I would never recommend something that I have not actually experienced myself, obviously. Um, and yeah, so it feels, it's nice to feel so confident in being Mm -hmm. able to know that there are businesses, um, such as yours who, take as much care and attention to detail to the food aspect of the event as I do to the details. And that makes me feel confident because it's it's like you're part of the, it's like you're now on the team. Now I'm I'm on the team. team. That's right. Exactly. It's very important for us to be able to work together and for people to know they're like, Oh yeah, I don't have to worry about them. I just have to point them to where they are going. And then it's going to be what I expect. from They got this. Yeah. I think that that's kind of like, our hearts difference if I may you know mm-hmm. like and I love the way that we Beth told Beth completely taught me how to do it like all those displays that we do the, and I like to call it how we curate our displays oh that's my favorite word I know right <laughs> uh, because it is curated uh, we we design it in a specific sort of way so that it looks and flows as people move through these displays of canapes or even like buffet dinners which you know you've got chafers or whatever we yeah. try to use a lot of like uh, vintage china platters um in, we're heading into the christmas season so with all of our christmas buffets we'll incorporate a lot of greenery like i, I take oh, I you know huge that. bundles of cedar yeah. and twinkle lights and candles and we you know so it doesn't look so chafery yes you know <laughs> i do know that's yeah. we should we should claim that term <laughs> chafery <laughs> Yeah. So we try to like, uh, you know, with those warm, uh, rustic linens and the wood and the risers and the the greenery and the lights, we try Mm -hmm. to sort of just make it feel a little more magical for people. You know, it's a buffet, but it is beautiful. And then like the food is really quite exceptional. That's People like always they, ask me, they're like, what's with this chicken? I'm like, right? I eat a lot of Thane's chicken. Uh, he has a very special method for brining, and it always is perfectly moist and perfectly seasoned. Honestly. Like, oh, well, and that's hard to do. Like, when yeah. you are catering, especially for large events, mm-hmm. and you're making things that yeah. are supposed to be consistent for every person attending, yeah. that is not an easy task. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. a lot of times where you realize like that it wasn't done well. <laughs> Dry yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the chef. I, you know, but they. I don't know all of their secrets, but I know a few of the secrets. Yes. And it is amazing what they are able to accomplish and maintain that quality for like a huge volume. I mean, we're doing a dinner for 200, 183 on Saturday. Wow. Community hall. Oh yeah. And uh, um, it's gonna be the first person to eat, and like the head table, we will be serving them or whatever. But it will be the same quality as the last person yes. going through the buffet. It and that unto it itself is a huge, unique, beautiful thing yeah. about what it is that you do. Yeah, thanks. I love that. Yeah, it's very exciting. I love that. So I'm definitely proud of their. It's easy for me. It's easy for me. Well, to, I mean, like the hardest part of my job is sitting there and accepting people's praise. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great problem to have. Well, and that's the beautiful part about there being like, I love what you said before about the whole team aspect of it and how from front end to back end to whatever role you play here to feel valued and to feel important. You can tell that people love that they love what they do and that they're invested in what they do and they're not resentful about coming to work or. And I think we try to like, we lead by example as mm. much as we can, you know? So, uh, it's there's it's a hustle for sure. Oh, you know. Yeah, I mean but, I'm sure every day isn't rainbows, but it's an enjoyable yeah. <laughs> hustle for the most part. I mean That's, this is the most enjoy. Uh, this is the best time I've ever had in a job. You wow. Know? And it's probably because I have I've got a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. but also a lot of variability. Like there's just uh, and occasionally the problems add up and you get a little overwhelmed, but for the most part it's like more exciting. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because it's just changing. It's, yes. You, know, you don't get bored. Like you, 
I think a lot of people get into a job and then they're like, I've mastered it now. Now, once I've learned the job, now I've mastered it. And now I'm like, how am I going to do this for the next five years? Or that was honestly the exact reason why I got into the event planning industry, because yeah. I couldn't think of anything else at the time that was going to give me every day feeling different, which for some people is a nightmare. Yeah. They want that consistency, but for the yeah. personalities that I'm you and I are, you want that change and you want it to be different. So, because that's part of the, that's part of the joy of the hustle. It's like fun to have that little bit of like, (gasps) kind of going on. You don't want that 24 seven, but it gives you momentum. At least does for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it does. It's very exciting. And it's like, it makes it fun. And, uh, um, and sort of sharing that with the people that you're working with, like sharing that sort of like level of excitement. This is just a really funny sort of segue because I also climb mountains oh and, wow yeah it's very I'm learning all new kinds of things yeah. about you that's great yeah. it's very similar mm. <laughs> that that connection like working with a team you know you're in a heightened sense of like oh this is like serious yeah. and you, you you know you're you're sort of like that that good anxiety gets into play and you're sort of like things are happening that happens at a restaurant too, you know, like when we're, you know, we're catering for 200 and we're going to maybe turn 90 people in here in the same night. And it's, a, it's exhilarating. Totally. Well, yeah. and then it's done at the end of the night and you're yeah. like, oh, like, like, we, we pulled that did that <laughs> feeling yeah. of accomplishment. Yes. Oh, it totally. Yeah. I completely understand that. Yeah, it's yes. Very similar. So it's a, yeah, they're very, my sport and my job kind of really mirror each other, even though they seem completely different. It's uh that's amazing. I love that. So, um, how do you, how do you find, so with the events and, and things that you've hosted maybe in the restaurant or events that you've gotten to be a part of by, um, doing the catering or being involved in some capacity, what would you say would be some of the things you've noticed in, in events that you've done that were maybe some of the more memorable, types of things that you've seen where you maybe, maybe can connect because of the way you guys do events and stuff where you're trying to always add that memorable, um, home, warm feeling of connection into it. What would be some things that you've noticed that as you've been around that the, uh, there's, you know, and this is going to seem like I'm just buttering you up, but (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed Cassidy's. Um, it was, uh, like the SOAR event last summer mm. or June. Yeah. It was, uh, it was in a beautiful space. I loved kind of, I loved everything that you guys did with, from the, you know, projecting mm-hmm. SOAR on the walls. Um, the theme was Napa Valley and there was like big wine barrels everywhere. But what, um, I really liked the way that our display ended up looking, you know, cause I know it was a different plan. We were supposed to be kind of have a, a VIP area in another place, but it was yeah. like 40 mile an hour wind. Yeah. And the so weather was not for our, for our favor. Yeah. So then it all ended up being condensed into that, those two, like two corner size mm-hmm. like tables with one through the middle of the dessert mm-hmm. one. And I thought it looked just, Oh, it was like bald. bang on. Yeah. And I couldn't have, I mean, we hadn't really discussed specifically how, I mean, we knew yeah. the general area it was going to be, but I yeah. think that comes back to though, you were so trusted yeah. by what we knew you were capable of doing. We knew no matter what changes happened, you were going to be able to roll with it. And like, it doesn't do you any service for yeah. it to not be done well. It doesn't oh, yeah. do me any service for it to not be done well. Right. We <laughs> you know, wanted to, we wanted to look good and we wanted uh, people to really enjoy it. And it was, uh, I thought, uh, you know, like my, my first sort of thought is like, and my, my poor staff, they're like, what can I do? And I'm like, you can stand back yeah. and just wait a minute. <laughs> Cause I got to process and Let visualize me think. it, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause Beth is amazing. She's got this ability to just see it. And she's described it to me as, she's like, think of it as a forest. Like Mm. when you're standing back, let's say on a highway and looking at a forest, you see different levels. And that's kind of how we do Mm -hmm. as you've got like the tall trees and then you've got the underbrush and you've got things. So that's how we kind of do it. Um, But then to sort of like, okay, I had kind of a plan here and I was going to go that. Now I'm going to do something different and I just need my brain like it's like yeah. everything slows down like the matrix almost totally like, like out of body experience and then I'm like <laughs> I just have to see you and then I just got to start doing it That's right. and you're like and, like and you've got 30 minutes go yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we 
me. And we and at the end, I was like, holy smokes, that looks amazing. Totally. And you're like, you're like, I just wowed myself with what I just pulled out. <laughs> I did a little bit. And I was like, and a little bit later than I'd expect. I would have hoped. Like, I wanted it to be done for your guests. But we, it wasn't too bad. It was no. 15 minutes over time. No, it was great. And it's interesting because I have pictures. We had yes. professional photographer there taking beautiful pictures. And I have looked at the pictures. And there's actual pictures. I should send these to you if you haven't seen them already. Pictures of guests getting their food, yeah. nice, beautiful close-ups. I mean, she must have been standing far away and like yeah. not right in their face, but of them, like you can see the wow. You can see the like, like you can almost like see the look. I'm like making the expression as if our <laughs> listeners can see what my face is doing right now. But um, yeah, you can see their like joy yeah. as they're like trying to decide what to pick up. Like, what do I take first? Like, yeah. How how do yeah. I fit every single thing that I want onto these plates? Because yeah. I wish I had a mammoth platter to yeah. take with me. Like, I'm just going to take this whole platter <laughs> with me. Actually, a gentleman hugged me at that event. He was like, this was amazing. I'm like, oh, oh thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't make it, but <laughs> thank well, you Well, and much. it's for me, like, that is... That is exactly the type of details and the type of story, which is what, I mean, obviously events with Cassidy's Lemonade Stand have like a whole nother near and dear mm -hmm. to my heart because that is like for my daughter and, yeah. and finding a cure for cystic fibrosis. But even on the events that I'm working on with the client, like that is what I want them to feel. Yeah. I want them to feel that every single detail was so thoughtfully curated about it that I listened to them, yeah. that I understand them yeah. and that they feel like this is a reflection of what they wanted. It doesn't matter what I want. Yeah. I, I, I would often probably have a completely different vision for the event if I was just planning it on my own and wasn't getting sure. the personal insights, but that wouldn't feel like them and it would lose the yeah. feel and experience that they yeah. want and the reason for throwing the event in the first place and I want for people to not have the, for when it comes to the food part for there to be no stress for them yes you know it's um because it putting on an event is just so stressful and well, I want I want for our part for them to just be like okay I don't you know, yes, I can let this go and they've got this and they're going to do it times 1 million what I could have yeah. ever possibly pulled out myself. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like our answer is basically yes. Like we try to be <laughs> like, it's like, do you have this? Yes. We <laughs> do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten into our own rentals and things like that as well to be able to sort of continue. Yes. Continue that uh, yeah. same sort of continuance because people want, you know, we've got like those vintage platters and stuff that we present the food in, but now we've got our own, all these like the vintage plates and cutlery. Which really does make it easier because you're using those things all the time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I mean, it's because uh, we don't, we're not really able to provide third party rentals. It's just uh, such a logistical nightmare. That's a whole nother business, yeah, so a whole nother like, show. Whole, I mean, that's, why, that's why Handy exists. Yes, know? that's um, right. There's a lot of amazing places that you can rent cool products from one time use. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, but I mean, for us to be able to, especially for the food related items, be able to just cart those along so well because that would add a whole nother like logistical piece to your business of having to go get those things and yeah. trying to make it easy and which yeah. really that's kind of where part of my job comes in if people yeah. don't have those types of things to like yeah. make it all curated but that's yeah. brilliant that you yeah. guys so we can provide anything related to the food like people ask us sometimes for beverage services and stuff but we just don't have quite enough staff uh to do that bus. off to do that off site yes yeah, they're like right. could you do also the bar and we're right like, well no. <laughs> yes. No. We'd like to maybe one day. Yeah. Um, but not not yet. Again, bar legality is a whole nother episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah exactly. There's a whole. I mean, we have, we're licensed for it. We could. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the right size event, we can. Yes. You know, like if it's small enough. That's you know, right. Like under a hundred, I could probably That's pull right. that off. But over a hundred, it's like, hmm. Yeah, I don't have quite enough. Quite staff enough. <laughs> to, to pull off the whole thing. Um, so where in the next, where in the next uh, few weeks, months here, as we lead into Christmas, where can, if, if guests are looking for, obviously you do a lot of private events, which you're not invited to, sorry, you have to be a guest, but if you are at well, a public, yeah, some of them are, well, yeah, like I, I know, I know for sure you have stuff coming up with Midtown Plaza yeah. and events, and that was actually where I found you guys out in the first place nice. a long time ago. Yeah, super exciting. Uh, we've been invited to be a part of the champagne shopping event at Midtown again this year. Um, the, they had their first, it was like their um, first phase grand opening for the new right. mall uh, renovations, I guess. And we did that last year. That was such a fun event. It was such a fun event. It was really cool for us. That was our biggest to date. Uh, we 
we I think we pulled it off very well. Uh, our displays looked really, really good. And they the food, did. Food was good. People enjoyed everything. It was kind of a. It was really funny. It was kind of overwhelming because when they opened it up and I saw the people coming up the escalator because I was at the uh, dessert, <laughs> I was at the dessert table upstairs and I was like, oh, it looked like World War Z in there. And I was like, they're coming. People were. They are totally. <laughs> that's what it felt like being in. I love just being able to be a guest at events and I like try to just take a breath and be like. Just enjoy yourself. You don't have to organize anything. Just go have fun, Cam. Yeah. Go have fun. But it was lined up around the building. Yeah, it, you don't see that very often anymore. You know, like back in the, I'll say the old days when like something new would happen or whatever, you would get that everyone's lined up oh, yeah. and like camped outside for whatever's going on. But that was the first event I had been to in a really, really long time. I, I had nothing to do with this event. I was yeah. just a guest and it was fun, but lined up around outside downtown and it was dark. Cause it's like November oh, so and it's like winter. It was, it was super magical. They did, they did an amazing job with that. Like from like the light and sound people. Cause we were, there was a lot of contractors in there and it was us. Handy was doing stuff, and I think it was Barn Dog. So we were all kind of like working together, but separately, and uh, with the mall people and with the uh, event coordinators. It was uh, it was amazing. It, yeah, so, I agree. Really, Kudos to the coordinators and every partner involved because that was really fun as an event planner. Yeah, hundred percent. It was, it was awesome. Well, yeah, and there was also the bar services people. Yeah, yeah. Four different contractors in there, and we all did a really good job working together. I think it was really exciting and the place did look magical. It looked magical and it was a unique kind of setting because you're in a two-story facility of the yeah. mall and big. This was not just like a, oh, you see the bar over there in the corner and you can actually see what the other people are doing. You're kind of all unto your own, right? Yeah, like it yeah. is kind of, I, if we had two food stations in the downstairs and one upstairs. I know there's bar services upstairs kind of right beside us. But you can't you can't see everywhere what's happening in. Uh, it was so different than just being in like a square event space. center space where you kind of yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. It was really cool, and we're really excited to have been uh, offered that again this year. I think um, uh, we've got a few new things coming up. Cool. And it's going to be different because it's a little. They're going to keep the, uh, the food court's going to be open, or like the food hall, sorry. which is a whole nother cool yeah. space in there it's a great space well i have my tickets already for the event so if you're listening yeah. i have i have no affiliation with this event at all but go no. get your tickets because right? it's fun <laughs> november 26th yes at it's the fun at midtown so is yeah. there any other events um in december that that people could, that people could attend or find you at yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> without <definitely>. crashing a <laughs> wedding without, without crashing someone's wedding without crashing a wedding or a corporate party actually <laughs> most of the rest of it will be corporate events corporate events so, so they have to book you in order to be able to receive your amazing yes. Services. But I do have plenty of dates open still. Okay. In December, November. That last week of November, I was really surprised. Filled up hard. Okay. Um, yeah. So people, if they are looking for a Christmas something, they could still reach out and see if there might be some absolutely. dates available. Okay. Yeah, that's good absolutely. to know. Uh, I'm the person who I'm the email god over here. Right. <laughs> Hello at Parsa Restaurant. <laughs> I answer everything um, and get people the information that they need. And I love that. So uh, yeah, it's really exciting. Actually. I love that. It's like three weeks. Gonna go hard. Doing this. I know it is the season. You can feel that momentum building. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Which leads me into wrapping up this interview and asking you questions about how you manage yourself personally while life and momentum and things pick up. So what would you say for yourself? I know this is always the part that my listeners love hearing because right. it's all easy to like hear about somebody's business and how like we've really got our systems down and everything's great. Yeah. But how do you actually stay in the mental headspace in order to find joy in the busyness and to, and that's always my mission and mantra in life because yeah. there's a lot of days that I don't feel like finding joy. Yeah. How do you find it anyways? Yeah. And keep putting one foot in front of the other, even when you're tired and exhausted and you've been up till all hours doing some party and then you've got to party again the next night. So. Yeah. Um, what do you do in the morning? What would be maybe one thing that you do? Cause I know in the restaurant industry days, the day schedule is kind of a little bit different than sitting at, at an yeah. office, a nine to five, obviously. Yeah. So what do you do that sets the tone for your day? Well, I am a little bit of a neurotic person, so this is a really fun one. And I should tell all your listeners, like I'm a, I'm, I'm in a, a long-term partnership, but I have, don't have kids. Okay. So I don't have that complication, and I'm like, I don't know how anybody would do it. But you only know what you know, <laughs> right? Know you only know. know what you know. I only know what I know. I look back before having kids and being like, 
we must have had so much free time. What on earth did we do? Because I felt busy then too. I don't think that matters. I got, a, you have? I got a restaurant baby. <laughs> That's what we say. I'm, totally. I'm like the loving aunt, but involved aunt. Um, no, I um, uh, my sport is really important to me, and I uh, so I climb and I work out every day. Good for you. So do you so, do that in the morning before I coming do. in? Good I for do. you. I'm currently seeing a personal trainer, so I'm either like. Uh, training with them in the morning or I'm working out at home and then I plan my I bring my food it's funny I work in a restaurant uh, but we have a hard time finding time to eat so it's often yep. like nibbling and uh, so I plan just my, the irony of all ironies isn't it, is. it? yeah that's so, so true though I plan my meals and I bring my food and I drink my ridiculous green juice <laughs> with protein in it <laughs> but doesn't that help keep yeah. your mood? I was just talking to somebody about that in recent weeks yeah. about how I'm like reading this book yeah. about moods yeah. and I am, I'll use the term moody, but not, not moody, like hard to be around. Just things really affect my moods. And if I don't yeah. eat or I don't whatever, which is so easy to happen when you're hustling and bustling, yeah. that's so uh, smart of you. Well, and I've got a lot of support. Uh, so right now, because it's just a little bit quieter, so I'm not working as long of days so that I'm ready and I know that it's game time. And I also am a very controlling person. So, I, and I don't necessarily always thrive when things are out of control. Right. I aim to be better. That's very edge. self-aware of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, I aim to be better. Sometimes I'm not as great as, I, as I'd like. But being able to like micromanage those couple little things, it's like I get up early, even though my I often work late. Uh, I get up early. I need my full hour of telephone reading, uh, Instagram time, yeah, and coffee, and then I work out, and then my day starts. I mean, but that is that's my Tina time. Yeah, it's essential. That's a good Tina time. You should get a T-shirt name. <laughs> it's Tina time. Oh, don't maybe a coffee. Don't, yeah, don't <laughs> talk to me. It's Tina <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it is, I make that time in the morning because that's when I know I'm going to get it. And so I... And it doesn't happen if you don't make time for no, it. It will, right. you will say for the rest of your life, you're going to do it and it just won't happen. It takes a little bit of planning and yeah. like obsessive controlling those one small aspect of my life, which yeah. is like exercising and eating. <laughs> totally. Oh, that's brilliant. You've inspired me. Oh. Um, so besides your green shakes, do you, are you a, you a coffee drinker? Oh, yeah. Do you drink coffee? So do you drink that in the morning or like first thing before you can start your workout? That's the first thing yeah. I do. Yeah. It's coffee. And I don't even drink high quality coffee. We drink very nice <laughs> coffee here at the restaurant. Yes. We're currently sipping on this delicious coffee yes, from your this restaurant. this is Ben. We like to try and support uh, I was going to say, restaurant. I can taste Ben. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's excellent. Um, no, at home, I'm more of like the uh, volume <laughs> variety. I'm like, 12 cups. I'm going to drink most of this. My partner will help too. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm drinking the rest of that pot. And I love it. Over, whatever I can consume over the course of two hours is what I is what you do. Then I'm done then for the day. Okay, no more. I, yeah. Okay, yeah. I love that. I can. I don't have problems with caffeine, and I don't actually need coffee. I enjoy it, but I right. If I like, you're not not functioning if you don't drink it. No, as long as I have some kind of hot beverage, hot tea, yeah. water, whatever. But I, I think that's a bit of a misconception that people think the coffee is the thing that's like starting them on their day. Yeah. I think personally, it's more of the habit of it. Yeah. Like. I feel like my day has started because I'm going and pressing the buttons on my espresso machine sure. to like make my drink. The whole habit of grabbing my cup and pressing yeah. the button and putting the beans That's in. meditative. Yeah. Well. And I mean, I, I like need it. My, I need like the full wake up time of just being, I'm awake now. I'm just sitting here looking at my phone and people's pictures for a while before I'm like ready to commit to my day. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? It's interesting you say that because I think a lot of people don't know what it is they need in the mornings yeah. and they let the routine of how their yeah. world is to say, this is how I have to, I've actually thought about yeah. this many times and this is probably going to get like a lot of ragers on here about what I'm about to say. But even just thinking about like the school, like my kids going to school, my daughter would really thrive mm -hmm. if school started at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Like with all of the she medical treatments she has to do time. and things, she needs more time. She's yeah. like really pokey in the morning. It's just not the, I know a lot of kids are like yeah. this, but her natural thing, as soon as we get to that time of day, she can be motivated and do stuff, but we're sort of forcing her because of the natural 
routine that society has said things start in being like, you have to be like this, you know, and she would thrive. She thrives a lot better when we are on holidays because sure. she can just go about and do her routine that feels comfortable to yeah. her, right? Yeah, it's definitely hard to fit in a box. And like the restaurant industry boxes, it attracts weirdos and, <laughs> and misfits for a reason, but it works. Or yeah, so yeah. That I'm doing better as well, just being able to have that time in the morning. I'm definitely a morning person. I'm brighter and more articulate and uh, able to problem solve better earlier in the day than I am right. say, uh, later <laughs> afternoon. Um, but I'm able to, if I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting and it's getting better. Mm. So I am able to, I think it probably is the best kind of uh, schedule I've ever had. Yeah. Really. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm changing up my questions a little bit from yeah. what I usually ask people because I want to, I'm curious to know specifically to hearth, yeah. what is your favorite item? Um, item of food and cocktail on the hearth menu. All if right. you had to pick one, how can you pick one? One, <laughs> <laughs> one item. Um, I'm always very, very into our fish. And I don't know, like I'm a, I don't know why that is, but I love, I love fish. I grew up on a farm. Right, I fish wasn't exactly the my top parents, choice though. Yeah, my parents fished and stuff, but uh, there's always a lot of like beef and pork and whatever. So I'm, I'm really into fish, and they do fish so well. Uh, it's constantly changing. There's never been a fish dish here that I didn't Interesting. like. It's always my favorite, the fish. So And it changes, whether it's a fresh cod yeah. or like a freshwater pike, or we've also done, um, like we use steelhead trout that's grown at Beef and Baker Lake quite frequently. Either one, and those are very different fish. Yeah. But those are uh, often my favorite dishes. Um on the cocktail side, we've got a really great thing right now called the Secret Garden. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't heard of this. It's it's so lovely. Our, our bar manager Kelly does a great job. She was she's not from a background in um, of mixology, but we felt like she had what it takes to run a good bar program and mostly be face behind the bar. Yeah. Because she's she can handle a lot. Right. Um, so she, she's really coming to her own though. So this is one of hers that she created, but it's got Aperol in it, which I love, and it also has black box cucumber gin. Ooh, how fresh and yummy. Yeah, it's great. It's a really, really fun cocktail. She's also doing some fun stuff. Um, it's a non-alcoholic. We're working on low-proof and no-proof cocktails here so that people, everybody, people's lives are changing. And yeah. Like, even me, I, I find I can't, like, two drinks, I'm okay, two and a half, and I'm feeling like, the next right. day, you know, like garbage. So right. more people, and I think, are looking for it. They want to go out. They want to have something. So a low-proof cocktail option that we have is called the Apollo 11, and it's made with seed lip uh, citrus spirit. It's like a non-alcoholic spirit. Interesting. Very interesting. And I find it tastes, it has, it's like reminiscent of tang. Kind oh, of, which like is, a real throwback. A real throwback, <laughs> which is why we called it Apollo, or she called it Apollo yeah. 11, is because of that's where what they developed That'd be the tang. era. They developed tang for the space program. So, um, and it's not in that, not in a bad way, in a very, very yeah. good way. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, it's very citrusy, orangey, and I was like, oh. Interesting. That's so creative. I can't wait to come and try some of these Ooh. cocktails. Um, so lastly, if there was one piece about sort of summing up everything that we've talked about today in regards to just how food can connect and gathering people and finding ways to bring joy into your life, whether that's going out for dinner or attending an event and, and just doing creative things in order to keep life interesting. Um, what would be what would be one thing that you would share with our listeners today to just say, be on, be on your day, go on your day. This is like one thing just to like remember if you take only one thing out of this conversation that we've had. Oh, that's fun. I think, and this is just something that I think of for myself maybe, uh, I try not to take things too seriously. Mm. You know, none of it's life and death. Like we're doing food here and it's a lot of fun and the the more fun we can have, the better and easier it is. That's so smart, especially as a self-admitted control freak that you said, which yeah. you're speaking to the choir here. Yeah. I Maybe it's an industry thing that's yeah. like hard to not be a control freak, yeah. but I love that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. 
That's I'm working on it. I wouldn't say that I'm like the guru of not taking well, advice. And that's even more beautiful about it. I think everybody thinks when they hear advice from somebody, they're like, oh, they must have mastered this. But that's the point is that you can yeah. say it's like this is I am this is a, this is aspirational for me. Yes. <laughs> well, and the more people around you that know that there's things that you're striving for, I think yeah. can be like the people that are like, hey, remember. Remember, we're trying to not take things too seriously, right? right? Let's like figure this out in the heated times of stress when that's yeah. out the window and hard to remember. <laughs> I mean, it's our business and it's our baby and it's very important and it's very important that it's that it succeeds. But it's I'm sure it's the same thing with having kids. You've got to have fun. You know, you've got to present that sort of like image, at least of like, this is great. Everything's fine. <laughs> well, it is. And sometimes like not that you want to fake it till you make it, but sometimes if you're having a rough go, whether it be a rough day, a rough week, month, years, yeah. whatever you feel, sometimes just reminding yourself to find joy in something yeah. can just be the spark that you need to kind of help turn that around. It's true. And there's something to laugh about here every day, you know, <laughs> every day there's something. That'll be a whole nother episode of us talking about the outtakes of the catering, restaurant, and event industry. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> You should come one day and listen to us talk about, we have questions of the day, which are quite interesting. Oh. Pass through the whole place. Oh. Like, if you, were, if you were bread, what kind of bread would you be? I love those. Those are my favorite. Okay, yeah. we'll do a whole, do a whole other show <laughs> of questions of the day. I love that. Well, thank you, Tina. This has been so lovely. Yeah, your energy and the way what you guys have created here is just so beautiful. So you guys need to check out Hearth. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, their website. I will link everything in the show notes so that you guys can follow along. And if you are thinking of Christmas events and you still need some assistance, you know yeah. where you know where to call. So thanks. That's great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I could not be more excited to let you know that Shine Summit tickets are now available. Shine Summit takes place October 1st, 2020. So you have lots of time to reflect, think about how this event might be exactly what you have been looking for. This is going to be a day that will change your life. If you are an entrepreneur or a leader in your industry, maybe you're dreaming of making changes in your life, you will not want to miss this opportunity. When you take time to invest in you, your business, it affects all the areas in your life. It benefits your family, your community, and all the relationships around you. I am literally so passionate about connecting people in ways that help them grow, and this Shine Summit is the perfect opportunity for that. I have experienced firsthand how investing in myself and in my business by attending an event such as this can absolutely change the trajectory of your life because it has happened to me. Here's why this is powerful. Life is hard. Business is hard. And some days it honestly doesn't take much to feel like everything is going in a chaotic direction and what is the point of putting in all of the work and effort that running a business and being a leader within your organization takes. But I'm here to tell you that Shine Summit will not only inspire you and give you all of the feels, you guys, but this Shine Summit is going to give you hands-on, tangible tools that will help directly take your life and your business to the next level. Being surrounded by like-minded individuals and those who have been in their entrepreneurial and business journeys longer uh, than maybe you have is absolutely essential. Hearing from them, hearing their stories, hearing their mistakes, and how they're willing to share their experiences, vulnerability, and really try to help you avoid those same mistakes. We have experts from all over that are going to be coming to share their expertise and to grow together. You will be blown away by our headliner, Sarah Heron. Isn't that the girl from The Bachelor? Why, yes, it sure is. Sarah is a force to be reckoned with, and she has taken her experience of being on a public television show and putting her story out there in the world and taking her disability that she was born with and turning it into something extraordinary. She has an incredible story, an incredible business sense, and she is such an inspiring woman. And you get to hang out with her and be inspired. 
This summit has been created to surround you with a community of incredible women who will challenge you, help you grow and thrive, and we want to see you there. Imagine the energy, joy, and engaging lessons that you get to be a part of and incorporate those directly into your life and business in ways that are specifically tailored to you. We will be talking about leadership, marketing, social media, overcoming adversity, reinventing your business in new and unique ways. This is not the type of conference where you are just going to hear speeches and leave with a few notes. If you are struggling in finding your niche, to sell more, to organize your finances, or maybe you're even afraid to admit the things that you wish you understood in business, then this is the place for you. This is a summit where you will be challenged to be interactive, to dig deeper in order to achieve the goals that you are dreaming of. Shine Summit is being hosted in the most beautiful event space where everyone attending is there for the same purpose, to shine. These tickets are going to sell out fast, and as a listener of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you are the first to know. Check out shinecollective.ca for all the juicy details. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life wherever you listen to podcasts. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. Each week, I will pick one review that will be read on the show, and the person who left that review will receive a special gift from me. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life.